Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We're going to discuss the principle of causality episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan here with Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. What are your initial thoughts about the episode? Why? Well, because <laughs> I'm just trying to fill up space in this podcast. <laughs> My initial thoughts, I, okay, for reals now, two reasons why this is. No, I'm trying, I'm asking, I like to ask you first, uh, honestly, I like to ask you questions and I like to hear you answer questions first because I like to think about my response yeah. while you talk I and know. you give me that value constantly by sharing first. And I just feel like you jump off of a cliff constantly for my benefit whenever you answer questions first. If I could attend an interview where someone answers a question first every time, I would give such better answers. Well, I love it because I like answering. I always have something to say, but I also know there's times where you will ask me a tough question and you do a good job of clarifying what you mean by that question which gives me time to come up with an answer as well. So I appreciate what you do for me as well. But my initial thoughts of this episode, I really have really big smiley face emotions to the principle of causality for two reasons. I feel like being a teacher, it's right at the heart of what I do. I'm, I am an, I am an analyst. Mm-hmm. I am constantly asking why. Yeah. And in an effort to get to the bedrock and in an effort to get to that doctrine, to the bottom rung, the bottom root cause, because that's the key to me being able to replicate myself and the key to being able to replicate the information I have into others, to helping people understand things, teacher, teacher, to understand things at a level where they will be able to intentionally do that thing on their own. The second reason is this was the this was the first doctrine that I was taught when I was going through the restoration process that I felt like gave me this really high level of hope that my life not only didn't have to suck anymore, but was like a turning point where the trajectory I started seeing in my future was one of light and of victory and of joy yeah and it was and it was this principle where because i remember learning this when i was in the midst of what i could argue was the worst time of my life like you're breaking up a breaking process oh, totally, for you yeah. totally my breaking point yeah and i remember learning causality and the big epiphany i had was something we shared in the what the flock episode is mm-hmm the benefit of knowing that even though I may have been the cause of all this damage and the cause of all my circumstances being crappy, if I had the power to do that, then the principle of causality also shows and proves that I have the power to repair those things as well. That's where the hope came from for me is, wow. oh, if it's not random, then I have control to make things better. 
Especially and we know ultimately it's our it's, fault, right? <clears throat> right. It's yes, the things that are my fault. I had I had oh. the power to repair. And I say, and, and what I mean by all that, the power, the control is I was responsible and could make the decisions that would facilitate that repair. And the way I did that is by learning more doctrine and taking direction from God. And he's the one who brought the repair, who brought the life, who brought the victory in my circumstances and helped me repair those things. But I knew based on this principle that I was the one who had the responsibility to make that decision. And, and once I made that decision, then it's just like, I felt like I had hope for the first time in years. Wow. So that's why my initial thoughts to this episode are, is it, it is near and dear, not only to my, my soul and who God created me to be, but also to my life story and my experiences. So yeah, it's a, a very, very fun topic for me to discuss. That's cool. I like how, how, when we talk about, um, we've talked about causality before, like in, you know, in the, as the, as the support for a first cause God, right? you know, yeah. um, but one of the things that kind of stuck out to me is that we just kept emphasizing, or you kept emphasizing that the principle of causality is cause and effect, not yes. just a cause, right? Not just, you know, cause we define a cause as an initiating stimulus, you know, yep. initiating stimuli or whatever, but cause and effect, you know, causality, the, that principle has, it has both. Yes. I love that because here's the, the another epiphany I had is the, the more and more I learn what it means to be a man to be about the causes regardless of the effects it's easy to misinterpret that as i should only be focused on the causes at the expense of the effects like to think about or want the effects is wrong then oh that's a wrong interpretation knowing yeah. causality is cause and effect it's like no God wants us to experience these effects. He does want us to pray more, to have more faith. He does want us to give him more control. He does want us to be happy and to be joyful and to be more energized. But there is a cause to those things. Yeah. And we ought to be focused on the causes of those things and give up control over the effects. The problem we come to, especially as men or as males of the human species, is when we focus on effects, when we try to manage effects, when we try to take control over the effects. And that's how we hurt people. That's how we hurt ourselves. And it's a massive abuse of causality. It's trying to skip the responsibility of the cause and just get right to what we want. Yeah. I want to be affirmed. That's an effect. So what should I do? Should I walk up to people and be boastful? Telling people of all the, all the things, all the things I've done well in order to get that effect. We've all experienced people like that. It's really cringy. Mm -hmm. Or should I just do what's right 
And if I want to be affirmed, I need to give up control over it. And I'll tell you what, when I do that, when being affirmed, when getting affirmed actually happens, it actually feels good. So that's the way like that we can abuse causality as well, but it is causality is cause and effect. There is the tree and there's the fruit. Nice. Yeah. There's the planting of the seed and there's the reaping of whatever was grown. Nice. We want both. The husband is the first to partake of the fruit, right? That, that right. is, that is a benefit. The effect that the husband man gets due to the work that he did. But if the husbandman is only focused on eating the fruit and enjoying the fruit, eventually the fruit's going to be gone and the fruit, the trees aren't going to grow anymore. There won't be any more fruit to be had to enjoy. Nice. Yeah. That's a really cool, you know, we, we talked about Matthew chapter six in what the flock about um, giving to the poor. Yeah. The effect is can look like the same thing, which is yeah. glory. Yeah. Yep. The effect of giving to the poor is glory. Yeah. But it's either from man or it's from God. Yep. Short term or long term. Right. Tangible, intangible, man or God. Yeah, but it is glory either way. You're going to get glory either yeah. way. Yeah. But it's just from who? When and how do you want it? Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. that, that, now we're getting back to the intangible cause of why? Why did you do it in the first place? Exactly. Yeah. Why'd you give to the poor? Why are you yeah. doing those things? Why are you doing that thing? Why are you doing that thing? Yeah. Oh, let's. I got more. I got I got some more questions here. But can you give us an overview of the strict and loose perspective related to causality the principle of causality sure the the strict side is simply treating effects like causes or focusing on the tangible immediate cause the strict side is is legalism as we see it it is pray more have faith god's in control as as if those are causes that help people Right. Those are the answers that I give to your questions that are going to fix your problems. Right. The loose or the freedom side is randomness. There's it's no pause. Random. Yeah. Just go with the flow. Yeah. I can sometimes feel like our generation. I feel like our generation is on the loose side of all, a, a lot of these conversations. Do you feel that way? Do you feel yeah, like, our, like the generation before us is more on, on the strict side and we've gone loose? Yeah. Because it's like, oh my gosh, it's so random. So like, random. Did they say that oh, no. 50, 50, 60 years ago? Like, no. oh my God, that's so random. And it's probably the 50 and 60 year olds who hear the younger people saying that who are rolling their eyes thinking, no, guys, not, like you don't know how hard we had to work in order for you to live a life where you think everything's random. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot that, you know, hard work, hard work pays off. Right. Yeah. And that's it. There is the spectrum of in this, this like circular tendency 
it's really like what the Israelites went through in the book of Judges. And you can see this culturally in America too. There's generations that worked really hard. And then there's generations who reap the benefit of that, which then led to people being lazy, which then leads to things falling apart to the point where the next generation has to work really hard, mm-hmm. which then there's fruit again. So we could see that we could see that happen generationally. And this happened in, like I said, in, I, in Israel, you know, you had the Israelites focused on God experiencing the fruit of that, enjoying the fruit of that, and then getting lazy, not focused on God anymore. They do things according to what they want, Mm -hmm. what is in their heart. And then things go bad. Things get worse. God brings judgment against them to wake them up. They respond by working hard again, by focusing on God, by doing the causes. Then they experience the fruit again. And it's this cyclical thing. It just keeps happening over and over again. And you can recognize it by which side of the argument are are they on. And that's another way to even look at the strict side versus the loose side is really it's like one side's kind of cause and one side's effect. No, one side's focused on do the work, do the work, do the work. The other side's focused on receive the benefit, receive the benefit, receive the benefit. Interesting. Neither are completely right. Right, yeah. You need cause and effect. And you need the right cause in order to experience the effects on purpose. Cool. So we can experience effects on purpose too. But we, can, we can't do it indefinitely if our focus is on making those effects happen by controlling the effect. But I can do certain causes. If I have the right cause, the effect will happen. That's the principle of causality. If I treat an apple tree the right way, it will bear fruit. And I will be able to enjoy those apples. That is math. That is justice. Right. Yeah, none of us invented that. No. That's been... That's in nature. It's everywhere we see. That's yeah. Like you talk, you want to talk to somebody who understands causality better than anybody else. Talk to any farmer you ever meet. That's right. And they're going to know the principle of causality, like the back of their hand. Absolutely. Or like the calluses on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in this episode, we, we also talked about, um, you know, actually knowing why that the Bible tells me so, which I love that. You yeah. know, like, how do I know? Because oftentimes I'll ask people a question and I'll find out later that they just gave me another what instead of a why. How do I know when something's a why? Because if, so I ask someone a question, it's like, well, because the Bible says so. Well, in that sentence, it sounded like it was a reason why. Why did you why did you say that mean thing to your spouse? Well, because they said something mean to me. How do I how can I get better at finding reasons why and knowing what's an effect or what is a what, you know, or a fact and what's a reason? 
Yeah. So we're here, we're talking about getting down to the intangible root cause. So Jesus loves me. This I know why for the Bible tells me so. That is why I know Jesus loves me. Maybe that's the only reason I know Jesus loves me. So that is an answer to why, but it's not an intangible cause. It's not mm. the, the doctrine. So really what you're asking, you're using different words, but the way to resolve or the, to answer this question is how do we determine doctrine? Hmm. Because what we're doing is we're trying to get to the intangible cause that's true regardless of the context. So the really, you may find out later that the answer you've been given doesn't work. Why? Because something happened where that answer fell apart. There was a context where that didn't work. Jesus loves me, this I know. Why? For the Bible tells me so. Later on, that person can be like, well, well, the Bible says a lot of things, though. It also says Jesus came to cause division, that mothers and fathers would be against each, you know, that families would come against each other. Like, so what, so that answer falls apart. Why? Because it wasn't a bottom wrong, a, a root cause. It wasn't intangible. When you get to Jesus loves me, this I know, for God is right and just, this is so. That works. Why? Because it is the it is the ultimate answer. So really, how do we get better at finding out the intangible cause? It's conjunctives. Hmm. It's the ultimate answer. It's doctrine. What is true regardless of any situation? So really, how do we determine? We use all four of the principles of truth that we're going to end up uncovering over the next couple episodes too. So how would I know if I'm not at the bottom cause that I need to? Yeah. If the cause I've been given is contradictory. Mm -hmm. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so contradicts itself because yeah, the Bible says that, but if I use that defense for all of my beliefs, it's going to end up contradicting I'm going to end up contradicting myself or the Bible is going to end up contradicting itself at some point. It's going to fall apart somewhere. Somewhere it'll fall apart. Because not everything that the Bible says is in line with Jesus loves me, this I know. So that would be the, my, my first thing is like, let's, let's walk these four principles of truth out. Keep asking why until it doesn't contradict doesn't contradict itself anymore. Yeah, that's good. And I like how you've been have we been talking about the intangible causes. So when we're talking about arguments or issues with people and the the things that they're struggling with, if you did something because this person said something to you, their words to you are, I mean, they are essentially tangible. Yeah. Someone did this action towards you. Something existed, manifested in reality towards you. You took that, that effect, turned it into a cause for your own behavior. Exactly. There's there a deeper something... cause within you yeah. that actually guided your response. And this goes back to our thought process. This goes back to our own beliefs. And then where our beliefs 
ought to fall in line with our intangible causes that are outside of ourselves. Nice. Um, truth is objective, right? We talked about truth being objective, truth being rigid, truth not caring if we believe it or not. Those are the things we're trying, when we're talking about intangible and spiritual causes, these things are true whether we believe them or not. What we're trying to get to and what we're trying to help people with is giving them the tools so that their beliefs are based in those objective truths. Yeah. And one of the ways we've seen is to remove the contradictions in your beliefs. And the other ways is, is to get to the root causes. So it's like to help people and to get down to what the root cause is, is that, you know, if someone's depressed, we might need to ask them several reasons why to yeah. find what that contradiction is. Right. So it's not necessarily something that we're immediately get to the root cause of. More likely we won't immediately, like it won't be the first why question. Right. And it, and it, likely won't even be the second and there's not a number of times i can tell you to ask why it's going to depend on the thought process of the person you're asking it's going to depend on how detailed they are and how many thoughts they're able to connect they might be able to maybe they're self-aware enough to give it to you right away i think you and i would probably be, be able to because we know each other so well we'd be and, and we also know ourselves well enough where mm. when we ask those questions, we're able to get to the answer that you're looking for quicker. Yeah. But when you're dealing with somebody whose thought process is a little bit more chaotic, who doesn't have a really strong sense of self or a sense of, of understanding of the way the world works, you may have to play, we call it playing charades, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's yeah. like, you may have to, you may have to, to ask some questions like playing charades with somebody that you know really well is going to be easier than somebody you just met. That's like the difference between, you know, understanding somebody's thought process at a level, you're going to, the more you understand and experience that person's thought process, the better you're going to be able to ask these questions. So it depends on where the person's at, but so, so I can't give you a formula as far as specifically how many times you're going to have to ask why or in what areas of their lives. But I can tell you the things to look out for are contradictions. Yeah. That's going to be the big thing that's holding us up. And the thing, and when we resolve a contradiction, oftentimes another one's going to present itself and we just continue to resolve them. Yeah. As we get deeper and deeper and deeper and right. someone's going to get better and healthier, the more we help them with the contradictions that we see. Right. Awesome. So let's play the connect the doctrine game. So we're talking about God's will and we're trying to connect that to causality. So essentially what we're asking is why is causality and God's will connected? Yeah. So this is going to be easy as far as the, the, four principles that determine truth because non-contradiction causality. And then the next two episodes we're going to cover all have the same answer as the one we gave the connected doctrine that I gave with truth. And it, and it's all because God, everything he does works according to truth. 
every all his behaviors, everything he does, everything he says comes out with facts that create over the long term. Everything he can't he can't help but be a god of truth. So the reason non-contradiction, the reason causality, the reason the next two episodes we're going to do is connected to God's will is because these are the principles. If these principles determine truth, then these principles cannot be violated either Hmm. in their journey of helping us determine truth and, and helping us understand what object that truth is objective and how and why it's objective. And then I could also, the causality in particular is easy because I can just connect it back to God being the first cause. Ah, nice. God's will. It's his will. It's another way of saying God's will is the first cause's will, (laughs) you know? So causality is right there. And again, as you were talking, it gave me time to think. And I was thinking about the verse, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be get, will be added unto you is such a beautiful causality verse related to God's will. Yes, it is. The kingdom of God is another way of saying God's will. Right. Right. And and honestly, God's will is basically cause and effect too. God's the cause. The effect is his will. Nice. They're two halves of the same whole, right? We're, nice. When we're talking about God's will, we're talking about two things. The cause of it's this is God. Oh, that's here. freaking spectacular, dude. And the effect is his will. <laughs> nice. So we want his will to happen. We ought to focus on working with the cause of that will. God. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's good. And then we'll All get right. to experience the amazing benefit of his will. Just like seek ye first the kingdom of God. It's like seeking first the kingdom of God is like saying it, it, or it isn't saying seek only the kingdom of God. It's saying here's cause and effect. Seek this yeah. cause and all these things. You'll yeah, be able what, to Yeah. What do you, what, what do you want? Right. What do you want to affect? What are the effects that you want? Well, right. first focus on God's will. Yep. You know, and then all these things, he's, God is going to bring all of those things to you Yes, as you focus on his will, as you focus on the cause, God will bring these effects and God will bring them. Oh yeah. These things will be added to you. Not you will add them to yourself. Yeah. They will be added. That verse is really great because it also supports this point of, we need to give up control over the effect. I don't make it happen. Man, I really need to change that to my life verse instead of and Jesus wept as my life verse. <laughs> you even added and, isn't it? Oh, just Jesus, Jesus wept. wept. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Making it harder on yourself. Why? Yeah. It's because that's the easiest verse to memorize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here's my here's my Awana verse that I memorized. <laughs> Got a lot of badges off of that one. Oh, totally. Uh, let's look at the categories of people in the church related to their self-esteem, Pastor Joel. And if you could, as you explain that, how would we get from one level? How would we help someone from one level to the next, from low to mid and then mid to high? Awesome. The low self-esteem people are the people we feel sorry for, and we feel sorry for them because they're out of control. Yeah. And the reason they're out of control and really have no hope of getting in control is because they are not taking responsibility of causes. 
they're putting the responsibility on everybody else. Yeah. Mid self-esteem are people who have enough self-esteem. Now they've recognized I, I want to be in control. I want to take responsibility. So that's really one of the ways we can go from low to mid is take responsibility for your own life. Yes. How can I help somebody who's at low get to mid? Keep asking them the questions that we discussed when how to deal with somebody on the loose side of the argument. When these people who are out of control are complaining about their lives, we can ask them questions. What's your plan? Mm, That's a great question. How do you plan on getting out from under? You see that question is great because it does put the responsibility on them. Yeah. And you're basically saying your plan is what are your, what is the intangible cause that you have in place for a different plan? And it is me actually assuming the best of that person that they're not just complaining to complain, but they're actually complaining and they want their life to get better. Killer. Their Mm -hmm. response to that question will prove that out. Mm -hmm. The mid self-esteem people are in control or trying to get in control and yet have a lot of areas in their lives where they are still frustrated because of the way they've been hurt and maybe are still looking for what are some of the causes they need to focus on in order to get more repair in their lives and just frustrated that the church hasn't been giving them the answers that they know the church is meant to give. Mm -hmm. But these people are people who are now taking responsibility for their own life and the way to get from mid to high, which high would be a person at, at embracing causality is somebody who has taken responsibility for life for their life they are you know intentionally focused on the causes god has put in them and and allowing god to reproduce the effects for them well these are people who are focused on the causes god has put in them being themselves uniquely living that out purposefully and really the difference between mid and high is how much experience do I have living out this cause God's put in me? How successful have I been to the point where now my confidence in that cause has grown to a high level? Awesome. And finally, can you remind us once more of the ultimate answer? Yeah, the ultimate answer is causality is cause and effect. It is sowing and reaping. For every effect, there is a specific cause going all the way back to the first cause, which we saw season two, episode five, the principle of causality proves that God exists. Amazing. Thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.